In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. And welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley, and my podcast Skype pile, pal is... Travis Ratz. Uh, we are undergoing a real kind of weird change today. We're, we're testing out Skyping the podcast so we can have some guests on, Travis. Uh, you are masterminding this whole thing, so I want to say thanks for oh, making that happen. That's, what's going to happen now is that it's going to be... Um, People are going to blame me when this when this thing doesn't work. They're going to be like, well, that was horrible. You guys sound better, like you're in an echo chamber. Better than blaming me. Better than blaming me. So this is the Comic Exposure Podcast. And uh, on the Comic Exposure Podcast, we usually bring guests on. Half the time we bring guests on and we read a trade or a graphic novel and we do like a book club. The other half of the time, Travis and I shoot the crap about whatever's going on in nerddom. Whether it's comic books, movies, whatever. Uh, and this is one of those episodes where we're just going to kind of talk about comic book stuff. And today, my friend... The crux of our conversation, we're a little late to the game. We're a little late to the game. Right. But we're going to talk about Star Wars, The Force, the Force Awakens. Day. We are going to be the 10,000 podcast to talk about Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Yes, the 10, we'll be the 10,001st podcast about Star Wars, The Force Awakens. But this one will be less uh, in-depth. It'll be less researched. It's going to be real off the cuff, real off the cuff. Do you have any notes with you today? I don't. They're all up neither, here in my head. Neither do I. So it's going to be great, buddy. Who even who even cares? You know. Uh, so uh, on Comic Exposure, you can find us on Twitter at Comic Exposure. You can find us on the websites www.comicexposure.com, and you can find us on Facebook, facook.com/slash/comicexposure. And Travis has taken over the Instagram, so you can find us on Instagram yeah, at I Comic do a Exposure. Of that. I, I started out strong, and I, I've. The holidays. I'm, ba- I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna come back. He's, coming, he's coming back. I'm gonna come so back. So he's gonna take over the. He's gonna take over the. Uh, the Instagram. So if you're if you're an Instagram user, go ahead and follow us at Comic Exposure on Instagram. So let's get down to it. Let's get down to it, Travis. Let's talk about your. Let's talk about our Force Awakens experience day. The first. When did you see it? Okay, so I saw it the night before it came out. Uh, it was the nine o'clock show at um, AMC Theaters. And I got there like two hours early thinking that the line was going to be around the block. And it wasn't that bad. Like I, myself and a friend, we were in line and I could tell that our place in line that we were going to get good seats. So we weren't going to have to sit in the front. We weren't going to have to sit in like the left corner. And uh, we were saving seats for people. So people came and joined us in line. Uh, I think the earlier viewings were nice because it got a lot of like the diehard fans who were going to be in line at 9 a.m. out of the way. And so, um, uh, but I still wanted the experience of waiting in line, so I was still in line for like two hours. Yeah. Um, so, what? Let me ask you: um, How many showings do you think they had that day? Because you saw it at nine, but you knew there was one. Because a couple of these theaters were showing at seven, seven thirty, eight, eight. They were cranking people through, and I think that made it a lot easier to get into a showing of Star Wars. Yeah, I know. I, I don't know what what was the first showtime here in Arizona. Uh, seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. Yeah. Okay, so I guess I was only like maybe like a showing behind the earliest showing. But okay. I know some theaters were like they had like aerial helicopter shots of lines around the block. That wasn't my case. So it was a yeah. it was a pleasant surprise that I didn't get like the full bombardment of 
uh, the hordes and masses of Star Wars fans. But <laughs> it was see, cool. See any... People were dressed up. And... I was going to say nerds yeah. in costumes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There were some yeah. really good like family costumes where the whole family came out. The parents were Luke and Leia. The kids were like Ewoks or little Darth Vader. So that was really cool seeing. Nice. It was really cool seeing like the different generations of Star Wars fans. Like there were a lot of kids on a Thursday night who were under seven years old, and you're like, yeah. get this kid to bed. But I guess <laughs> it's a special occasion, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I saw it at seven o'clock uh, that same day. So I saw it at seven o'clock on Thursday. Uh, we got out of school early that day because a half day for exams. So uh, we got out. My daughter and I went to go see it. We didn't take my wife or my son. Uh, we bailed and we saw it, and we got to the theater stupid early, right? The showing's at 7. We're like, let's make a day. We'll go get some lunch. Uh, we'll go get some food out there. We went out to Queen Creek to go see it at like the at Harkins, like a Harkins 14. And when we were there, we ate some lunch. We probably got into the movie theater about 2.30. We got up there. I picked up my tickets. And that's when I asked, hey, is there a line? Because if there was a line outside and it wasn't very big, we wouldn't have waited. We would have gone and done whatever. Right. Because we, we were pretty early. And the guy's like, oh, no, you can go right into the theater. And so okay. they were they were sitting the theater for the seven o'clock show at two thirty, and so we're like, well, that's that's weird, but we can actually pick our seats. And so we're like, well, let's go in. And we were holding seats. Uh, a buddy of mine and his son came, and another friend and his two kids came. So we had to hold five seats. Um, so we got in, and there were like five people in the theater, maybe yep. five to eight people in the theater. And they had been there since 10 in the morning. Wow. They, a, little they, a little overkill on that one. They let them into the theater at 10 o'clock in the morning. And they had been sitting in that theater since then. They had like lightsabers. They told it was some, it was some like kids who just graduated or some kids were in high school and some kids who had graduated like a year or two earlier or something like that. They had to be 18, 19 year olds. Right. Uh, and they, uh, they told me that they had been just sitting in there with blankets and watching uh, the other, they watched the original trilogy on their laptop. That's what they did. I saw people watching that in line <laughs> on their iPads. Yeah, yeah, yeah they were so, watching that. I thought that was kind of cool. So before we got there, that's what those kids were doing. And we just kind of hung out and waited. Uh, you know, we had our our popcorn and sodas and stuff and did that. But I cut off liquid at like 3 o'clock. I didn't want to pee in the middle of this movie. I yeah. didn't want to pee in the middle of the movie. So I cut off liquid until the movie started. Maybe 20 minutes before the movie, I went and got my my I, I went and got something to drink again, and and I uh, like I had everything there, but I ate some popcorn beforehand so I could like salt up, nice. so I wouldn't have to pee. Uh, so, what did you think? What did you think? Initial impressions of? Well, I'm super excited to go to go see it, and I remember like you know when that when the scroll happens and yeah. like the the fanfare comes in and and you hear the music. The scroll starts going. I start watching the scroll, and I'm like, ooh, this is so cool. I can't believe I'm watching the new Star Wars. And then I realized I, have, I had stopped reading the scroll. And so <laughs> I was like, oh, crap. And I had to, like, catch up to it. I was like, I had to go back and be like, okay, Luke Skywalker's missing. I'm like, good. Phew! That was a close one. And I found that the first 15 minutes of the movie, that, on that first viewing, it was really hard for me to focus on what was going on because yeah. I was kind of um, – uh, I guess just a little overwhelmed with like the whole, it sounds so lame. <laughs> I was all overwhelmed with the whole Star Wars experience to the point where I was like having a hard time focusing on actually what was happening in the movie. And it wasn't until um, that first scene 
um, you know, with the stormtroopers coming out of the, the planes yeah. and, and you see uh, um, uh, Kylo Ren, that I could kind of calm down and <laughs> like, okay, here's here's what, here's what everyone everything. And I, then just, Kylo I, just, Ren. I let go of uh, the stranger's hands I was sitting next to. <laughs> I said, sorry, my hands are sweaty, but um, I'm, I'm okay now, I think. And then Kylo Ren freezes a blaster, and then you're like, oh my oh, god! it's happening again! Grab my hand, man! <laughs> it was, uh, I, I'm gonna tell you, uh, I went with a, a, a friend of mine, and we kept looking at each other, like, every time something yeah. happened, and I could just hear him go, yes. <laughs> this is perfect. <laughs> like, you, I could hear him whisper, like, this going, is amazing. Oh, man. <laughs> he was so, he was so excited. I was so excited. It was so rad to go see it again. Now, did you see the prequels did you see episode one when it came out? I mean, were you here? Were you in Japan? No, I was in Japan, was... Um, and I, I can't remember. Do they, do they get movies in Japan? Well, when I was there, now <laughs> they get – yeah, they do. <laughs> Only Godzilla movies. Um, well, now it's like movies get released internationally sometimes sometimes several days before yeah. they actually get released in the States, which is bullshit, and I have a problem with that. But Agreed. When I was growing up, it was you'd have to wait months. Uh-huh. Uh, to see it. So I probably saw uh, Phantom Menace. They got that one over pretty quickly because of the uh, the hype for it. Uh, yeah. So I saw that maybe like two months after it came out. Uh, it was a, it came to our uh, army base and a bunch of people waited in line and we saw it. But um, not as it wasn't. It didn't seem as big an affair as this one. This seemed like a historical event. Well, uh, the prequels are pretty big. I saw the prequels. I skipped. I think I was a senior. I was either a junior or a senior in high school. Uh, I'd have to pin down the month to figure out what grade I was in. Uh, but I skipped school that day, and we saw it twice. So we didn't go to, like, the midnight premiere. We went first thing the next morning because at that time, the internet wasn't as big. No one was going to spoil it for you, anything like that, you know, in 1998 or 99 when it came out. No one was going to spoil it. And so we skipped school uh, and – drove to the theater because i lived in the middle of the country uh we drove to a big movie theater and we saw it twice that day but i was not nearly as hyped as i was for the force awaken yeah you know one of the things that i really liked about the experience and i'm really glad i'm not a big early show person like i don't yeah. want to go to like the midnight viewings on a thursday i'll wait to see it like, when it comes out for real yeah uh but i do like being a part of this one of being part of the hype and I'm just really fascinated with the idea that this whole hype around this new Star Wars movie really reinforces reinforces um, <laughs> the idea that stories are important because they can build communities. Yeah. Uh, and and nowhere in the recent year have I seen it more powerful, the power of story, than with this, this Force Awakens. And it was so – I said it earlier, but it was so great seeing – generations of people i mean people who were 70 plus were in that theater people under seven were in that theater um uh mothers who might normally not go to an action movie when it comes out are there with their kids and their husbands yeah. and it was it was really cool seeing how one story that is now well, like 50 years old entirely you know 40 years old uh i guess how old when did star wars come out 1976 Seven? Seven? Yeah. yeah. Um, so it, it was really cool seeing uh, the, the power of story bring everyone together. And I think that really added to the experience. Uh, the movie was great, 
But yeah. um, if it was a movie that came out on its own, not under the Star Wars banner and the elements were the same, I think it'd still be a good movie, but it wouldn't have had like that emotional impact that seeing something that you feel is really important to the history of, of the time would have. Yeah, I, like I so I saw it. I saw it three times. The second time I saw it was on uh, Christmas Eve, and I took my son and my wife with me, and then my daughter came again. So all of all of us went. So the first time was just my daughter and I, because I wasn't going to drive my son to like a third. Like he couldn't sit in the theater and wait for it. It wasn't going to happen, right? right? He just turned five. So we went and saw it on Christmas Eve, first show in the morning, nine o'clock in the morning. We went and saw it, and the best part. The best part of seeing it that second time was reading the crawl to my five-year-old. To your five-year-old, like yeah, just yeah. To, just leaning over and whispering to him and being like, "Luke Skywalker is missing." Right? <laughs> there was this like real cool like telling him it, and I'm yeah. like, no one. If someone yells at me in this theater because I'm reading the crawl to my five-year-old, I will punch them in the teeth. <laughs> well, see, you should know the other way. You should be like, listen. You know how I've been talking about reading is important? Well, if you don't learn how to read before this movie, you're, you're shit out of luck, kid. You're, you're out of luck, buddy. You're out of luck. Uh, so that was the coolest part of seeing it that second time was, was being able to reading, see it with him. reading him the crawl from the uh, prequels. Okay, there's something called a trade federation. And there's What's a, trade? A, a, there's, a, there's a tax hold put on uh, the republics. <laughs> you're like, the senator, he's like, I, all right, dad, we're good. I lost I'm, I'm lost. You don't need to read it to me. Uh, but I thought, you know what? That was from the very beginning. That crawl was Star Wars, right? Yeah. If you go back and watch, I mean, you just you just said it. The crawl from from Phantom Menace is like perplexing and yeah. really complicated. And this was like, if you Luke don't Sky- read it, you're screwed. If you yeah. miss this crawl, you're fine. You like get it. Luke Skywalker's missing. Leia sends her best pilot to go find him. Let's go. Yeah. Right. It was. It was. It was perfect. It was perfect. Um, what? Overall, uh, so you enjoyed it. Who's your favorite character from the film? Who who is your who's your go to? Oh man, there's so many. I, I um the character that I think that I I, I really loved uh, Adam Driver as uh, Kylo Ren. Uh, I thought his depiction of the of a bad guy was uh, different enough from Darth Vader to make him new and fresh and interesting. Uh, but uh, at the same time, the character that was intriguing and I wanted to see more of, of was Poe. Yeah. Yeah. I thought like I thought he had I love Poe's character because he just seemed to love adventure. <laughs> everything like, he, he was, was doing. He was stoked. He, yeah, he was in like the most uh like intense situations, captured, tortured, escaping, um, leading like fighter jet and every moment he's just like I freaking lived this shit. And I liked <laughs> I liked his lust for adventure and uh, I think that's something that we haven't seen in Star Wars characters. We've seen scoundrels, we've seen diplomats, we've seen the uh, uh, young naive characters, but yeah. I can't think of a character um, that has been so just like this is awesome, guys. <laughs> right? Let's he's go, going kick I, some butt. I feel like he's like he is the he is the audience in this, right? Because yes, yes. uh, you're the audience and you're just stoked to see it all, and he's yeah. he's so pump, pumped the entire time. Like when he's like Kylo Ren is in front of him, he just saw this blaster thing get frozen in midair, and he's like, "So who's going to talk first, you or me?" Right? Yeah, like, yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like so much fun. Each part of it, he's like he's doing a blast. I, I, if I were going to pick my favorite character, uh, I think I really liked uh, both Finn and Ray a ton. I think. Finn was great. It w- there was comedy, right? But it was like it wasn't too 
comedic. You know what yeah. I mean? It was, he wasn't it was doing good. Like um, um, Rush Hour Two. He wasn't doing what's his face from uh, um, Rush Hour. He's like, you understand yeah. the words that are coming out of my mouth? You know, it was, yeah. it was toned down. Yeah, it wasn't anything like that. It was also, you know, it was it was um, it was funny, but it wasn't like obnoxious funny, like Jar Jar Binks was supposed to be funny, yeah. right? But it was just annoying, or like the pod race uh, announcers, right? Right, right, right. So it was supposed oh, to be right. funny. Coming up is uh, Rat Gararian. He's coming in third place. You yeah, know? <laughs> like there was none of that, and I thought there were good jokes, and I think it was like a nice updated take on comedy because there are jokes in those original star wars movies right there, there are and there, i've heard all this backlash about like oh they were just trying to be too funny with it i'm like are, did you when's the last time you watched the original trilogy like w- the first time we see yoda he pretends to be a dumb little guy stealing food in a in a like flashlight yeah. from from <laughs> sky yeah like that the the greatest jedi in the world is like be is playing dumb like yeah. that's a joke and so I, I just feel like people were getting too like, oh, trying to be too funny for Star well, Wars. And also it's – the humor's changed. Like in 1977, yeah. those jokes that we don't really feel maybe jokes right now, I mean they were like, oh, this is cutting edge humor. Like the, the puppet is pretending to be old, you know, like that type of stuff. Um, or like the R2 jokes when they would kind of like, you know, uh, C-3PO would snap at R2. Like that was – that was yeah. like funny and and topical or like not topical I guess but um it kind of hit in that sense of humor of the time just like the jokes I felt like when he's like droid please uh, yeah. or you know like I'm in charge now I'm in charge now you know like I thought it, it was I thought it was good yeah you know it, it, I think it was a good take on it I really liked Ray because I f- like you go back and you watch the original Star Wars and you have Princess Leia, and she's pretty She's pretty badass, right? In that first movie, she's got a gun. She's shooting people. Right. You know, and, but it was really rad to see but a different character who didn't have to be a princess, who was, like, yeah. out of nowhere, you know, but she, she could – she was on an even playing field with Han Solo, and I thought that was really cool, that, that kind of banter back and forth between them. I thought the whole – I think her – the relationship back and forth between Finn and her, like the 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 um, the timing and their their kind of chemistry between each other, I didn't think it was romantic. There was like one part where they hug, and you can see Finn's look on his face. Where Finn's like, "Yeah, that's right, I'm getting a hug, right?" Yeah. Uh, but I think otherwise, I thought their relationship and their kind of back and forth was great throughout the movie. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it, uh, people complained. Oh, they became friends so fast, but they were put under extreme circumstances. And yeah, and you be like, if you go through this shit with someone, you're gonna be like, like compadres for life. Yeah, uh, I liked, I liked that relationship. I, I thought that it was really strong. I think that you know, you're right as far as you know, uh, Ray being a strong female character. Almost, we've been reading a lot of uh, uh, Vaughn lately. You know, who writes? Yeah. Um, uh, strong female characters. I thought it wasn't too overbearing. I thought they did little touches of like, okay, we're making sure that you know that she's not a damsel in distress. Like the whole holding hand thing. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't need you to hold my hand. But it wasn't done in like a bitter, uh, malignant way where she's like, don't you hold my hand, you man. It was just <laughs> like, why are you, I can run. I can like, she yeah, doesn't like, understand I... the, she doesn't understand the concept of, of gender differences because she grew up having to take care of herself and and yeah. and kind of in her own world. 
I thought it was really, I thought, you know, I thought all those characters were really great. Let's hear it for Harrison Ford for finally acting in a movie in the longest time. Yeah, no when, kidding. When's the last time you've seen Harrison Ford in the movie and he actually looked like he cared to be there? Well, I, I, I do think that on the second viewing, I saw it twice. The second time yeah. I saw it in 3D. Um, and I do think that uh, Harrison Ford's acting, I, I was more, I enjoyed it more the second time than the first time. Yeah. Um, you know, you have such an idea of how Han Solo is or was in the original uh, three. And yeah. so it's hard, I think, even for an actor to go back to that and capture that magic because they're so they're so different themselves as actors. So yeah. for him to go back to a character he hasn't played in so long and a character like in interviews, he's shown some disdain for having to actually have played. So the fact that he seems like he jumped into this. Um, you know, with the best intentions and w- really just try to have fun with it and yeah. recapture some of that magic that he, he put on screen in the 1970s. And I don't know if he achieved it, you know, to other perfection, but it was utterly enjoyable to watch. Uh, the relationships he established with the other characters felt real. Uh, his, his performance provided pathos in the movie at the points it needed it because that the movie was close to lacking pathos until the the third act when Han comes in and he has those conversations with Leia about their son. Yeah. He has that relationship with Chewie. When he, when you see him becoming closer with Ray and when you see the, the friendship with Finn start to take on kind of a joking back and forth, like he had with Luke in the first one. Uh, And so that brought some pathos to the, to the film, which to that point, was so go 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 that yeah. you you were missing a little bit of the heart. Um, but oh, de- I would end, definitely say Han, Han Solo is the heart of that movie, right? Mm. For sure. Like everyone in that movie has a relationship with Han Solo in some way, except for maybe Poe Dameron. But right. every other every other character is tied to Han Solo. Whether it's Leia, whether it's Kylo Ren, whether it's Rey, whether it's Finn, whether it's Chewbacca. They're all kind of tied to Han Solo. And I thought that was kind of a really cool, like, he really is. And that's why I'm kind of okay with the fact that he's dead, that he becomes, like, the charge forward for all of these characters going forward, right? right? When when you see that... Yeah, when you see that scene where, where, uh, you know, Rey and Finn and Chewie all see him die, right? Right. And, and it's just this, you're like, oh my gosh. Like, Because you have to have the witnesses. You have to witness yeah. it in order for it to mean something. It yeah. can't just be like him walking into a room. Like the thing, like just like Luke witnessed the killing blow of Obi-Wan in the yeah. first one, you have to have the witnesses because they have to have something to rally around on the next movies. Yeah, and I think you're going to see it play with Luke in the next movie too. You're going to see you're going to see Mark Hamill go even though he didn't witness it. You know he felt it. Yeah. The same way that Leia felt it when he died. And so, can we Mark Hamill didn't say a damn word, but holy crap. That 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 2 minutes of him just staring at the yeah. camera was amazing. And the second time I watched it when she's in that like kind of dream sequence when she touches the yeah. lightsaber, he hears she hears a voice which I think might have been Mark Hamill's, like with some audio effects to make it more. Well, um, there's uh, Obi Wan Kenobi's voices in there. 
Oh, so you've maybe got, that was it. Yeah, Alan, Alan Guinness is in it. And so is, um, I think they used Yoda's voice, and they also used uh, Ewan McGregor. In that as, sequence? Yeah, Ewan okay. McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi 2. So you oh, kind of, so there's like blurbs there, from yeah. each of them. <clears throat> but man, his that stare down between Ray and him, when he pulls back the hood, his hair was perfect. Yeah. Like it was serious. It was, it was still seventies enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he'd still have the same haircut from back in the day, Yeah, but it was like old and it was great. It was perfect. Yeah. It was awesome. I got a, here's a small thing, but I bet what's your, convers- what's your beef? What's your beef? I, oh, I got some beefs. You and uh, I haven't well, had beef yet. We haven't um, discussed beef. I guess. Well, here's a, here's a question I have for you first. Okay. So, you know, that scene in the, um, uh, after, um, Finn and Ray, escape the planet and they're celebrating like oh my god i can't believe you did that that was amazing you're great uh and they have to fix like something on the millennium falcon and that's yeah. when that's when uh ray is like hey tell me the coordinates to the rebel base and he's like uh he goes down to bb8 and he says hey droid tell me out like give me i'm not part of the rebellion but like help me out and bb8 looks back and forth and and then he gives him the coordinates and finn gives him a thumbs up yeah, and BB-8, and BB-8 does that great thing. I think it's the middle finger, man. No, he I've thumbs been up. arguing with people about this for the last week. It's totally the middle finger. It's totally a thumbs up. No, it's not. First of all, here's my evidence for this. All right, at that point, BB-8 still thinks that Finn might have something to do with the death of his master, right? Because he's wearing the yeah. jacket and there's an animosity there. Two, he has just BB-8 has just found out that he's been lying to him about being in their whole rebellion the whole time. BB-8 is torn because he wants to get back home, but he's like, I, I don't know, this guy is sketchy. So he helps him out reluctantly, and, po- and uh, Finn's like, hey, thanks, buddy. And he's like, I helped you out, but F you, you know? Um, <laughs> I don't think that's and true. And it's, it's also a fire. It's, aggress- it's an aggressive tool. And, it, like, and when he puts it out, it's like straight and then just like hits it. <laughs> if it was a thumbs up, they would have picked something other than a flame. It would have been like some weird other gadget. That would have nah, been boing or like <laughs> I think it was a thumbs up. No, I think it was a thumbs a, up. It's a finger. Text, uh, tweet JJ Abrams and ask him. That's I'm going to put it on the Twitter. I'm going to ask it on the Twitter if it was a thumbs up or a middle finger. I, I had no idea that people thought it was a thumbs up until after my second viewing, and I was re- talking about the joke. I go, I love the finger, and they're like, what finger? You mean the thumbs up? And I was like, you're nuts. No, you're nuts. I've heard no, and I've like I read a lot of crap on the internet, and no one has said it's a middle no, finger. It's In a fact, better relationship between. BB-8, Ray, and Finn, if BB-8 and Ray are, like, close pals, and Ray and Finn are close pals, but throughout the relationship, BB-8 and Finn <laughs> doesn't like, always like have, Finn. like, this, like, animosity towards each other. That's I think good. That's more, uh, I think it's a better connection. Uh, so, which makes me laugh, because earlier today, I saw a tweet of BB-8 giving the middle finger, and it was a different attachment. So someone oh. had photoshopped a middle finger with it. And I can't remember what it was for, but I saw that online, and it's funny that you bring that up. That that I'll see if I can find it. I'll put it on the Twitter. It's a blowtorch. It's like fuck you, mother- <laughs> <laughs> it's a blowtorch, and put it on there. All, All right. right. Um, so give me a give me a beef. Yeah, that my wasn't beef. a beef, but that go ahead. Snoke. Okay. Yeah. Snoke is my, and I think he's only my beef because here's what I here's what I went through emotionally. I see a giant on the screen, and I'm like, no. Please don't let there be a giant. Right. Not not a giant. Please don't let it be a giant. And the entire time I'm that, that's going through my head, and then it flickers to be a hologram like a, a hologram, and I'm like, thank God. Yeah. Like I was, I was, I was, I was totally relieved. relieved. 
But then I go, okay, so it's a real like Wizard of Oz thing, right? You make yourself big and imposing. And so I wonder, does Snoke really look like that? So that that's what's going through my head now. I, my only problem is he looked a little too Gollum, and it is the guy who did Gollum. So it, it shouldn't be surprising that the characters look similar since it's Andy Serkis doing the motion he, capture. I thought he looked like um, uh, the creature from Beowulf, from that new Beowulf cart like, oh, yeah. version of it too. Yeah. 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 And I just like – I didn't not like it, but that was the only thing where I was like – that I didn't like a whole lot, and the other thing that was heavily CGI'd was the monsters on that ship that Han Solo's. That's, that's my beef. Those um, are the two things I didn't like. Yeah, that scene, the whole scene on the ship where like the uh, the two Radnarks or whatever they're called um, uh, are on the ship, the monsters. Not only did I not like the way the monsters were CGI'd, but I didn't like the the combating space pirates that show up and it becomes kind of hokey when they're both on each other's side and you have the Asian space pirates and the Irish space pirates. I thought, you know, I liked that because it lets you know that Han Solo has been up to no good. Yeah. Right. That he's been messing with people just like he did with Jabba. And so I like that. I didn't like that. The resolution was giant rolling octopus monsters. Right. Right. That, that was my thing. Those are the only two things. And those are the two things because I think J.J. Abrams did a really good job making things look real throughout the movie, right? BB-8 was an actual prop. Uh, that stupid puppet thing when Ray's on that planet, like those all looked real, right? They look like puppets or whatever it was. And so when you've got a giant tentacled octopus monster thing rolling around, it just looks unreal compared to everything else. But what about, like, I think it's more, that scene is really more for young kids, too. Yeah. Like, what did, like, your son, what did he say his favorite part of the movie was? He, he, he thought, you know what, this is the funniest part. Uh, my son was really sad when uh, Han Solo died. He mustered up some tears in the theater. <laughs> like, I don't know if they were real or if it was just him being like, oh, it's so sad. <laughs> but he cranked out some little tears for that. Uh, he said he liked uh, – I don't think that was his favorite part. He said he liked BB-8 a lot. I think BB-8 was his favorite yeah. character, especially when BB-8 flipped off Finn. He thought that was the best. <laughs> he's like, oh, that, that droid's got some balls. I like his style. And he starts been, flicking you off. He's been rolling around and flicking me <laughs> off ever since. That would be awesome. But I think But I think you're right. I think that was probably like the most kitty scene of it. You know what I mean? And I, And I think like I go back – and you go back and watch the original Star Wars, and you've got that stupid eyeball that pops out of the yeah. stuff. And that's Kitty, you know what I mean? Right, but right. we have the ability to make it now real instead of like having to hide behind, like, all I can afford to show you is a tentacle and an eyeball. Right. And But now we got to see the whole monster, and I was like, eh. I did, that was like, my only thing. I, and also I thought it was less Kitty. is like they toned down the cantina music. It wasn't like the the Redux version where they're like, you know, they have like. Yeah. Oh man, I hate that so much. It was like a reggae. It was like a reggae most most Isleys. That was the worst part of. We go back and I have them on Blu-ray. I have the originals on Blu-ray, and those are the the changed versions, or not the original release versions. Right. And so that scene in Return of the Jedi is the worst. Thing so that this has ever done it with like dates the, the movie so much it, the like 3d it lips it in the time yeah the, like the 3d lips pop out at you yeah. and like oh god it's terrible it's awful oh god they have such bad taste in music in the future they do, or they do. in the past it is in the past, a long time ago yeah in a galaxy far far away 
Uh, so, our Star Wars, are you hyped? Rogue One comes out this year. Yeah, is that next uh, winter or next summer? Are the release it's, dates going to change the summertime now? I think Rogue One is winter, okay. I think. But I think Star Wars Episode Eight is May. like a, yeah, a May yeah. release. I think it's a May yeah. release. That's what I heard. Too. So we, I think Rogue One comes. I'm pretty excited for a, for a non-Force Star Wars movie. Right, yeah, to me see too. Some, to see some freaking space battles. Yeah, it looks, like a, it looks like a Wrigley, uh, Ridley Scott kind of yeah. movie. It looks like Alien, like the way they're kind of like uh, mercenary style and just like the, the concept art I've seen for it looks very kind of, uh, the movie Aliens, you know, yeah, with like, like a lot of tech. tag tag, yeah, yeah, and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm pumped, man. Uh, they they got my money. They got my money for the least next six years. Even if the next two suck, they got me six years. They got a six right. year commitment from me. You got it. You got to see it all the way through. Yeah. You know. Uh, so that's that. Let's 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 table our Star Wars discussion. Overall, I thought it was great. Uh, I can't wait to own it and watch it a bunch of times in my home. Uh, what do you think overall? Uh, great. I, 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 I had so much fun. Uh, very rarely now will I go see a movie twice in like two weeks. And uh, I could have easily seen this movie a third time and enjoyed it just as much. Uh, I, I, it's, it's, I read on uh, like NPR, you maybe you, and maybe you were telling me this too, is like the idea that it's better than it had to be. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They say it's, it's better than it had to be. And I think that's really correct. Um, you go into this being like, please don't suck, please don't suck, please don't suck. I hope it's good. I hope it's good. Not only was it good, but it was better than I expected. Yeah, it was better than I expected too. And I walked out and everybody's asked me like, right away you didn't want to give anybody spoilers because I saw it that first night and people kept asking me like, what did you think? And my only response was it was everything I wanted it to be. Like yep. it was it was exactly what I wanted. It wasn't like <clears throat> it. it did everything I needed it to do. To be the movie I wanted. Right. You know? So, it's New Year's, Travis. It's 2016. <clears throat> it's... Do you know how many movies I'm going to have to go see this year? Do you know how many movies are coming out this year? So, Well, first of all, 2015, a great year for movies. Say goodbye yeah. to that. V- yeah. Good on you, 2015. You had some good ones. Uh, 2016, just... It's stacked. It's every, stacked with sci-fi Every damn movie's coming out. And, and uh, comics, yeah. It's, and TV alone, man. TV, yeah. oh my god, there's so much good TV coming out too, and like so much like sci-fi related TV, it's gonna be insane. Preacher, the second uh, series of Daredevil. I just heard this book. I love the Magicians is a series. Yeah, now. it's coming it's out. It's gonna yeah. be in January. I didn't even know until yesterday this was even a thing. Uh, so it's gonna be. Um, ugh, I'm gonna lose so much of my life to fucking TV and. Movies. <laughs> That's what I told Gabby. I'm like, you, we're just gonna live at the movie theater yeah. this year because so many movies are coming out. Uh, so I'm looking forward to a ton of movies coming out this year. Uh, if you had a pick, what's one movie in 2016 you're looking for? Um, 2016. Uh, I'm trying to think of what comes out this summer. Um. Well, you've got Deadpool's coming up, Captain America's coming up, Batman versus Superman's coming up, Independence Day four. You or Independence Day I, two. I, I think I'm I'm gonna is uh, is the Ghostbusters one coming out? I think it comes out this year. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna screw that. I'm gonna go with. <laughs> I really wanna. I really wanna. I. It's not the one based on trailers that I'm excited for the most on the latest trailer, but I really want to see how they do Batman versus Superman. I'm really curious about. Can DC pull it off? Is this the turning point? I'm really rooting for it because I would like to see the DC universe 
give us the great stories that the Marvel Universe is doing. And yeah. I think that uh, this is really, it's a kind of make or break time for DC. They're going to still pump out stuff regardless, but yeah. I think this is, that's right, fool me once, DC, you know, but I think I'm I'm ready for a a a new tone of superhero movies uh, that I might not even know that I want, but I want DC to give it to me. I want you to redefine what a superhero movie could be as far as tone and okay, what you can get you. away with. You're packing with it a lot of stuff. I want to see you pull it off. All right, all right. What about but if I had to, I've had to pick one. Uh, I think Captain America Civil War, just because I was kind of, after seeing Age of Ultron, I was kind of like, it wasn't as good as it, you know, it just didn't seem... There was a lot of potential in Age of Ultron, but it just wasn't good. I mean, everybody went and saw it. Everybody spent their money on it, but it wasn't great. Um, so I am just looking forward to seeing uh, the Russo brothers knock it out of the park with with Civil War. Right. No, and I think you're I think you're <clears throat> absolutely right. And I think that the Russo brothers, um, you, you you got a you got a great uh, directors there. So I mean, yeah. It's it's not so much of a question mark as, you know, the Avengers, you know, well, I guess we had Joss uh, still on there, but I think the Russo brothers are going to knock it out of the park. My only, my, also, only, my, only, my only concern would be, like, they have too many characters too to, to give story arcs to, uh, and I hope they, they really just focus on Tony, Bucky, and Cap, and just kind of make everything else, I don't need to give everyone else a moment, um... They can be in it, but they don't have to have an arc. Let's just focus on these three. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I think the other thing, this is a surprise to me, because you and I both know that there's no reason to like Deadpool. There isn't. Mm-mm. But, but... Ryan Reynolds is there's not a, helping that. There's a B that wants to see, like, a rated R, raunchy, funny superhero movie. So, although I don't read Deadpool, and Deadpool drives me, like... I hate reading any comic book with Deadpool in it. I'm looking forward to like a foul-mouthed superhero movie. I think it could open up the door. If this sells really well, you could open up a door to a whole bunch of more R-rated comic book movies. Uh, yeah. I think the studios shy away from that because comics, you think comics, you think superheroes, you think kids. That's, that's where we're going to get our money. That's how we're going to get that that Avengers money. Well, you, uh, you lose out on toys for yeah. sure. You know what I mean? You're not going to market it the same way you would exactly. with toys. You're not going to see, I don't think you're going to see Deadpool birthday stuff at yeah. the store. You know? So regardless of the movie, if I personally enjoy the movie or not, I hope it's successful because I want to see some like Garth Ennis stuff, more Garth L Ennis stuff come up. I want to see an R rated, uh, Hellblazer. I want to see, um, well, wasn't Hellblazer rated R? I want to see a Lobo movie. Constantine uh, no. was our. No, I think it was PG thirteen. Was it PG thirteen? No, like there was no swearing, and there wasn't oh. any like real gore in there. It, maybe it was our. I don't know. We'll do Either way, on it. we will fact check. I'm gonna pause right now so you can come back and put in whether it was rated. You're not yeah, gonna do that. I'd be like, I'm sorry. I like to take this moment to apologize <laughs> <laughs> to the creators of the Constantine movie starring one Shiloh. Shia LaBeouf wasn't in it. Yes, he was. Was Keanu, was Keanu Rick, Shia LaBeouf was in Shia it? Shia LaBeouf oh, was Oh, he was the kid. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The sidekick. That's yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. So, uh, let's see. Those are the movies I'm looking forward to. Before we get out of here, before we turn into a pumpkin today, because we probably got some time left, but how long can you talk about? Okay. So, I mean, we probably have a little time left. Let's, let's talk about this. Travis, it's the new year. 
Do you have any New Year res- New Year's resolutions you want to commit to the podcast so that a year from now we can go back and hold your feet to the fire and go, did you com- did you do this, you son of a bitch, or not? Like- right, yeah. Uh, I guess mine isn't comic book related, nor is it something that is easily measured. But I think that um, I want to be able to take more risk in my life as far as um, taking kind of leaps of faith, whether it be things with careers or friendships or, or, or new hobbies I want to pursue, instead of overthinking it and only taking super calculated risk, uh, take more risk in which I was like, this feels right. In my heart of hearts, this feels right. I'm going to go ahead and, and take, the, take the plunge. All right. So yeah. then a year from now, we'll see how many plunges you yeah. took. I'll be like, a year from now, I'm like... I, uh, guys, we can't afford to do this podcast anymore. <laughs> I took too many leaps. I took too many risks, too much risk in my in my life. I think my resolution for this year is not one where I like – I'm not looking to – I think I always want to be – I think everybody wants to be a better person, right? Everybody like – I don't think you need a resolution to do that. Uh, but mine is really simple. I didn't read enough book books last year, right? right? Like I read a lot of comic books. Uh, but this year I want to read a little more – real books yeah yeah. Yeah, prose i read a couple novels last year nothing major but my you know i reread some books so it wasn't like new stuff i reread dune and i read i think two other books uh but my goal is to really read some new stuff and seek out some good books to read and it's stuff that i you know it's gonna be stuff that i like so it's gonna be it'll probably be science fiction or you know, uh, horror or something like that that I'm looking that I'm looking to read something supernatural or something like that. So I'm gonna we'll pick see. up a, a, a sci-fi novel today to read on my trip. So what what, what are you gonna pick up? It's called I believe it's called Leviathan Rising. Oh, they were the talking Expanse? about on uh, yeah, they're the Expanse yeah. series. They were talking about on iFanboy, and um, I was like, I oh, almost that sounds like it could be cool. It's a new show on sci-fi that just came out, and I almost picked it up, but it was too much money at Barnes and Noble. So I think I'm just gonna I'm just gonna. Um, uh, get it via Amazon at some point. It was so, oh, it's expensive. Is like a hardcover? So, no, it's soft cover. But like it was, it was like seven bucks cheaper on Amazon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can get the whole series, like three books. You can get all three of them together for like fifty bucks or forty bucks on at Am- at Barnes and Noble. Right. Or you can get it for twenty six <laughs> through Amazon. Yeah, and so I'll, I'll probably get through Amazon. But I just picked up. I picked up. Uh, I had started reading last year a book called Ancillary Sword. Um, or no, maybe that's not. There's Every book is ancillary something. And so I picked up the first one and I started reading it, but then comic books kind of took hold and I didn't. So I, I bought the second book of it. Uh, and uh, so I'm going re- to finish the first one, read the second one, and that's kind of the sci-fi series. I mean, it's like the ancillary series. So uh, I'm going to read that one, see how it goes. Ancillary Justice is the first one. Ancillary Sword is the second one. So nice. I'm going to read. I'm going to read those probably this next. I couple smell months. a new podcast coming. Oh. Only like two a year because those are the only books we read. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, Travis Rats, what else you got for us today? Anything else? No, man. Uh, I, I'm I'm really excited about the possibility of what we're doing right now as far as recording. I'm interested to see on, on the quality we get, and hopefully this will open up uh, 2016 to some uh, uh, more uh, guests uh, via Skype, and maybe even if we get really good at it, going on to our um, our homepage and our Twitter, and maybe getting some of the people who listen to the podcast uh, to uh, Skype in with us, so we get to not only um, uh, podcasts about people who don't normally read comics, but maybe people who we don't personally know 
and yeah. we get to we can get to know them, bring them into kind of our little community, and and kind of build it from there. But yeah, I'm looking forward to um, uh, building the podcast up. We've already started off uh, with a couple new things, adding the Spotify playlist to our our reading uh, our our reading books. So if you haven't checked that out, we did it for Why the Last Man. We put a playlist there uh, that is still archived under our podcast in our website and then i just put the one for unwritten which is our next comic trade uh you can go there and check out the playlist for that and uh, josh is doing um yeah i'll make uh, sure those get tweeted out so our next couple let's talk about our next couple books yeah. our, our next book for sure is the unwritten it's a vertigo book uh it's about a wizard or something yeah i don't yeah. know exactly I, what it's about I, yeah it's 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 about the 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 son of a writer who created what is basically the equivalent of the Harry Potter series, and the son finds out that maybe his father's creation isn't as fictional as he believed. All right, oh, and good. then after and that's and then after that, we it looks pretty. I liked it. The art looks yeah, good. Yeah, I like the I like the concept. I'm like the concept's good, but and then, um, I, I then will keep my opinions of it till uh, the podcast. Yeah, I, I think I get my copy tomorrow. It shows up on my door so I can read it. Then we're doing My Friend Dahmer, which is uh, by, I think it's like Durf McDurf, I think is the guy's name. Durf so I think it's, a, I'm pretty sure it's a pen name of Durf McDurf or Beckdurf. Uh, he, he, uh, we're doing My Friend Dahmer. Uh, that's a kind of a complete story. We haven't done one of those in a while since we did, I think, Underwater Welder was the last time we did one. No, yeah. Apocalyptic Girl. Apocalyptic, Apocalyptic Girl, Girl, I think, yeah. was. Uh, so my friend Dahmer, we're going to do a complete story with that. Then we're doing Spider-Man blue where we, we decided to go back and, and since Spider-Man's going to be in the civil war movie, we thought we we'd go ahead. You haven't given him much love. You haven't given him much no. love on the podcast. So we thought we'd go and we'd read an older Spider-Man art called Spider-Man blue. Uh, and then after that, we're doing a uh, buddy comedy spa- uh, time travel chrononauts. So, chrononauts. uh, those are the ones we're looking for. Uh, we'll keep those updated on the website and then uh, we'll keep you up to date what's going on. You can also check us out, remember, uh, at, on Twitter at Comic Exposure. The website's www.comicexposure.com. Uh, we're on the Facebook, facebook.com slash Comic Exposure. And then always on the Instagram, maybe every once in a while, at Comic, Ex- or at comic Exposure. You can find us on Instagram too. Uh, so, Travis Rats, it was good podding with you. Yeah. We're not in the same room. It's been yeah. a little weird. I feel like we're in the same room though. I feel like this is like the lazy man's way to podcast and we're never, we're never going to be in the same room again. I know. <laughs> yeah. uh, I just can't get over there. No, I'm not going to do it. it. You live 15 minutes away. I can't, yeah, do it. I can't, I can't make that. it happen. Uh, but I go back to work tomorrow. I don't want to go back to work tomorrow. Yeah. You go to New Orleans tomorrow New Orleans. for yeah. work. Yeah. So one of us is going to have far more of a good time. Yeah. And I think it's going to be you. Stay tuned to figure out who that was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we will uh, we'll see you next trade, folks. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, this is Comic Exposure. We'll see you next trade. Happy New Year.